so we're in the process of preparing our house to sell. Right. And it's kind of this in between. We're like, we're not going to sell until we get an offer accepted on something. But we want to be able to like today we're, t- we're taking our own photos and everything. But we're professionals. I want to make that clear. We're not just homeowners with an iPhone. We we've got yeah. a background got lighting and media. We yeah. <laughs> we're lighting every room with full on kit. No, <laughs> we we it was part of our deal with a realtor. We're like, we'll do all of this stuff because we can we know how to do it. Um, yeah. But we were uh, we're trying to like be mildly prepared so that if it does uh, get if we do get an offer accepted, we can list our house right away. Just, and we've yeah. packed a couple of things. But at the same time, you don't want to pack everything because you also are still living here. Yeah, you don't know how long that, it's going to be. Yeah, so. <laughs> it could be it could be two weeks from now. It could be six months from now because like, you just, you know, we're not and then we're not in any rush. So we have a lot right. of time to be. But one of the things I started packing uh, earlier this week was CDs because like I use my record player and my car doesn't have CD thing anymore, CD port. I just use Bluetooth. So my actual CDs have been kind of just, they just kind of sit there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started packing them up. And what I found was a signed copy of Discipline, Heal Thyself Part 2, that I totally forgot that I had. <laughs> I was going through it. That's and I was like, cool. oh, shit. I forgot because I, I think it was like, you know, the first run of CDs or, and vinyl were signed. Okay. So it wasn't a, you like met him after a concert and then forgot about no, that experience no, that, no i would never <laughs> never forget i can remember every time because i've met john be... darneal at a concert i remember every time i've met yeah um any any musician i can remember those vividly no this was like a the first few hundred were signed yeah. sort of a thing well, that's um, cool yeah but i was it was one of those oh normally i don't forget that i have signed merch and i was right. like oh look at that i got a signed Stephen page cd here um which is which was perfect timing to find it the week that we're talking about uh, that <laughs> album so and again, the art on this stuff is super cool. The art on all of this solo stuff has been amazing. There's, yeah, there's some pretty cool pictures in the leaflet of this thing. I love, yeah. I love this <laughs> this photo where he's naked on a bench, uh-huh. and it's got a like pretty, pretty politically powerful themed quote there mm-hmm. that is not a lyric in the album. Oh, which what does the line say? It says, "Get off the cross. We need the wood." There, there thought, is a line somewhere in there about get off the cross or something like that, mm-hmm. but but not not, that not the full. One. It doesn't match. That's actually fully. a really good line, though. That is, yeah, I, yeah, I really liked it, and I was like, that doesn't sound like I'm not like it's from one of the it. songs. And then I went back and like leafed through it. So yeah, I could have also just missed it, but I'm pretty sure. No, I think you're, yeah, <laughs> I, and I just assumed. I I read that and I was like, yeah, I assume it's probably a lyric. I showed that I when I was looking through the leaf that I'd like I turned to Jen and I was like, no one ever really changes. And I showed her the bare naked Steve. Well, welcome to Bare Naked Ladies R Us, the penultimate, the second to last episode for now of BNL R Us. Uh, my name's JD. And I'm Nick. <laughs> and and yeah, this is it. We have reached the end of, uh, for now, of Steve's solo career. Uh, we're yeah. on the final studio album from him from 2018. He has released um, uh, one song since then, uh, a quarantine song last year, Isolation. And um, it sounds like there's a new one coming in the next few weeks called Zoom or something like that, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, but we will uh, we'll address those if they come out. We'll do maybe a little mini ep or something like that. Um, but for now, this is the last Stephen Page solo episode, yep. which has been I, I am so glad that we did these. 
and me too because not I, that i have such a greater appreciation for yeah. his stuff mm-hmm. now and i i don't know i always i i, I always had page one and loved yep. page one and yep. for whatever reason never super got into the last two and sure i'm just so glad that we've done this yeah. so that i have I, I have it now i the only reason i really because i was saying i knew page one really well didn't know um heal thyself part one too well but i did know mm-hmm. part two pretty well only because i when i kind of checked back in with him a second time it was coming out soon and i decided i was gonna go see him on that tour i was able to get tickets so i was like i should know what's going on so like that was why i got it if i, I wouldn't have I'd been able to that. go to that show that would have been pretty fun i mean that would have been a memory making that making that drive well, I wish I, uh, that would oh, there was cool, one near Detroit. But there was there was one yeah. in Windsor, so I oh, okay. it was like an after work, and I would have had to cross yeah. the border and like just yeah. Oh, and yeah. Well, I was I, it was so funny. I it. they when I saw them, it was in Traverse City, which I've talked about before at, at mm-hmm. like the City Opera House or something, City Opera Theater, and our company's headquarters is up there. So like when I saw the tour announced, I was like, oh sweet. What I'll do is I'll just schedule to be in Traverse City for a couple of days. Yeah. So I, it'll be after work, but I'll be there, stay the night, whatever. And then it just didn't work out for some reason. So I ended up having like meetings that day in Holland, which is two and a half hours away and they were running late. And so hand to God, I got in the car, drove straight to Traverse city and I'm texting my coworker. Cause I know, cause it's downtown and downtown parking sucks. I'm like, where do I park? Where can I park? And and I'm like, how far away is the office from the building? And she's like, like three blocks. I was like, great. I'll park in our, at our office parking lot. It was three quarters of a mile. It was three quarters of a mile away. So I'm running down the street to get to the city opera house. And then I get in and I give my ticket to the guy. And I, you know, I have to pee because it's been three, three and a half hours. So I go to the bathroom and then I, I like, I had, I was second row dead center. It was a great seat. And so like, I, I swear to you, dude, I get there. I like shuffle past. I sit down. I go, Right. The lights go down and they walk out like the timing could not have been more perfect. And I was like, cause you know, he, he came out a few minutes late. And so I was yeah. like, I'm going to be, I'm going to miss the first couple songs that I'm going to have to shuffle into the front in front of everybody while he's per- yep. like, and it, it worked out perfectly. But I was so mad because at first I was like, Oh, it's going to be perfect. I'll go, I'll be in Traverse city for a couple nights. I'll grab dinner and drinks, then go to the show. And then it turned out to be one of the most rushed experiences of my life for concerts. So does that but mean you missed the opener or did he, there was no opener. opener? It was, it was one okay. of those, like an evening with Stephen page sort of thing. Okay. So no, there wasn't an opener. Gotcha. Um, normally that I always throws me because I've never yeah. agreed, yeah. but I've had one or two shows where there was no opener mm-hmm. and I, I didn't see it coming. Like I, it was not clear sure. when I bought the ticket that there wasn't sure. going to be an opener. Uh-huh. And so you just go and you're like, all right, well, it'll be like a little while. Yeah. I don't know, 30 minutes or so, 45, mm-hmm. whatever. And then they just come out and you're like, whoa, whoa, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. I mean, like I was thinking about this uh, actually probably within the past two or three weeks because someone made a post about it on a subreddit. I would, a large amount of my favorite bands mm-hmm. I have, found through opening so i think about connor and bright eyes specifically i saw the mountain goats open for bright eyes we know what happened there okay i've yep. seen dawes open Straight for connor oberst <laughs> i've seen so so glows a punk band open for connor's punk band the felice brothers i learned about first aid kit through bright like all of these bands oh from so connor. it's it's not openers it's connor's openers 
Well, I'm not done yet. No. <laughs> okay. So then, but even when we talk about BNL, like that's how we got oh, into yeah. Ben Folds, Ben Folds Five, um, Guster. Guster. Like, yeah, like that's how we got into those bands too. So yes, a lot yeah. of it is Connor's <laughs> like, openers. Like two of my top 10 bands, like yeah, one anyway, summer. <laughs> came from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think even when I, uh, when we saw the Pixies, my dad and my brother and I, they had Mitski opening who, I don't know if you've listened okay, to Mitski no. much. She's like a, she's like an indie singer songwriter. She's amazing. And it was that thing of like, you know, I, I sounds like it probably her records. Yeah. I think, like her. <laughs> I think she, she's really good, but it was that thing of like, as much as I love the Pixies, the show wasn't great. <laughs> like, honestly, I was not impressed with the show, um, but she was great. So it was one of those where like the opener kind of shined a little bit more than the main act for me. Okay. Um, but my, so my point is, is like, yeah, I've discovered a lot of artists I really like um, through, oh, I think I saw uh, Hop Along and Big Thief. I both found through Connor or Bright Eyes. Damn, that's insane. So just, I feel like yeah. I have, I can rattle off Guster and Ben Folds and that's sure. about it. Mm-hmm. there's there's been a handful of times where i've like been like oh i i like this and then i'll go back and like like i'll write it down in the moment and then go sure. back and listen to spotify and it just yeah quite takes yeah i've i've definitely done that too there's one there's a band called um deep sea diver who i saw open for wilco and that was exactly what i was like i was like oh that would be so good like yeah they would be he i really like their stuff i should listen to them and then i just never do right. or i do and you're like something about this doesn't actually like you said um translate as well as yeah. i as i thought it would yeah yeah but that's sweet that you've had so many but so like but then i've seen some bands like when i see dawes now like they do an evening with dawes like like we or an evening with ben folds and so the con is like okay there's there's not an artist to, yeah. to, to discover but the pro is like you get more time with those people um, right which is also very fun that is very nice when you're not yeah condensed yeah. to a 15 song set list or something right well that's the pro and con not to not to be the dead horse again but with oh, bare naked ladies like yeah their their shows are anywhere between three to like what five acts total including themselves and the point is is like it was cool to see and hear those yeah. bands but like bnl set was condensed right right because like they're you know they're only doing a, a tight 90 or something yeah. but um, but anyway, to, to go back to the original point, I also <laughs> re like discovered yeah. Heal Thyself Part One, and then sort of rediscovered Part Two, and I think they're both just magnificent and agreed. Like like just objectively really good pop songs, and so I would not have been able to hear those things, discover that if we had not gone back and done, done these episodes, I just wouldn't probably never would have really given them the time, right? Because there's so much other music. So yeah, I I mean they're just they're both amazing albums and this one is just as good of a knockout um what so overall overall thoughts on the album pretty pretty good um yeah it's i don't it's not i think it's not quite as high as part one for me mm-hmm. it's another case of hey this has really grown on me um yeah. as we've gone along but not i don't know i don't think it quite surpasses part one for me yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's great. I also think part one is better. But at the same time, I had an even harder time picking my least favorite from this one. Like, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I had I had said, um, uh, if that's your way was my least favorite on part one. And I still think I dislike that song more than my least favorite on this album. And and I still like if that's your way. Like, yeah, I had such a hard time. And I think, you know, I think for me, almost everything on part one is like a nine out of 10, a yeah. couple 10 out of 10s. And then like the worst is like a, a six and a half or a seven maybe. But like every song on this album to me is like a seven and a half to an eight. 
right. where nothing is bad, but nothing quite reaches as high as part one or a couple reaches high as part one, but not as consistently. So I think, and I, I say this tentatively, I think it's a step below part one, but like, yeah, like barely. I think we're, we're about the same on this album mm-hmm. and I regard part one slightly lower than you do. Yeah. Like, so like, yeah, that, so but this I, is think, I think one. we're maybe about the same where most of most right, everything in relation to each it, other. Yes. No, like dead on numbers for part two. Oh, part one okay. for me is slightly higher, but just not to your as high. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so one of the interesting, you know, one of the things we did text about during the week when we we texted and chatted about it is, um, it feels like if I if I had if I had to criticize, if you were saying JD criticize something about this album, and I, oh, like, I got okay, a, I, I got a critique. Oh, okay. So so let's well, well let's let's yeah, go off the top not, of those. No, yeah. They, go, go <laughs> I, with yours. I, <laughs> I feel like part one fits the theme of that album better than part two does. So part one is instinct. Part two is mm-hmm. discipline. I think the songs on part one as a whole fit, feel like they fit that theme better. Yeah. And I feel like part two definitely has a, a lot of songs that talk about discipline, but there are also some that don't feel as related. And I think that's be my assumption is because in an interview uh, about this album, he had said like, you know, I wrote 30 songs. I was going to do part one and part two. I revisited and I read it, reread it this morning because I revisited them thinking that I was only going to have to re-sing a couple of lines or tweak a couple of things to release it, but then ended up being a little less happy with some songs than I remember and having just written some new songs. So I ended up, you know, rewriting right. and recording a lot of stuff. And because that was a year or two later, you know, it's easy to assume that, well, he put other songs on the album but also still had to continue that theme. So right. ultimately they might just not have all fit that mold. Um, yeah. So and I think there's two things. Thing. I think one of the things to clarify a bit is that going into this project, like obviously we discussed last time that mm-hmm. he, he planned it out to be a two-part album. Yes. Yes. But from this, from this, from this interview, it made it clear to me that he had 30 songs ready to go or yes. a pool to work on to create albums. Yeah. And decided that he didn't want to put out a thirty a song. Like, didn't yeah. want to just be yeah. like, "Oh, here's here's a ton of stuff yes. right now." That he wanted to split it into two. So sure. what you're saying is like he had a pool ready that he thought he was going to come back to and just. Yeah, I, you know, like for easy math, I think right. it could have been like fifteen for part one, fifteen for part two, for right. for part two, and then he came back to the fifteen. And then, you know, obviously there's like 11 or 12 songs on this album. Um, And then he decided, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to take from this original pool, take these seven out and put these seven in. And now those new ones did not fit the theme as well as the other seven. Probably better songs, but they just don't fit the theme. So that's one criticism. Again, it's not even a criticism, just more something I've noticed. The only other thing that I that I felt is like that he he's been right working on the musicals, like two musicals, right. um, one that was supposed to come out last year and one that was kind of earlier in the process. And it's called, here's what it takes. And he talks about using yep. a lot of songs and stuff um, from his solo career. And maybe even from BNL, I haven't seen the, you know, no one's really seen it yet um, in the, in the play. There are a few songs on this album to me that feel really show tuney and like musical, which great. is great, but it almost feels like, they were written for the musical specifically. Right. And then he decided to put it on the album. And that's not a bad thing because I still like the songs, but it just, it almost feels like that was more the driving force between a couple of them, between the driving force for a couple of them, as opposed to 
fitting the theme of discipline. Yeah. So I think my my criticisms come just from what what I think it should be. Like if it's going to be called discipline, all of the songs should fit that. But like that is a really narrow minded view of it. So yeah, I had a harder time with discipline versus instinct because mm-hmm. I like I I feel like I agree that not as many mm-hmm. tie into this, but I sure. also like we like we said last time I came into this after what you had said and thought about discipline while listening yes. to this and preparing for yes. this where I did not do that for instinct. Sure. So sure. not as many relate, but I also don't know. Like I, I only got the instinct relations from what you brought up and what clicked sure. while we were recording. Yeah, I haven't I, gone but, through a listen and been like, oh, but I, so like I, I did that with both of them, right? Like when right. I'm thinking about that and I still agree that th- this one, I think you have to, the, the one thing I did about halfway through was kind of go, okay, broaden what you think about when you think about instinct or mm-hmm. sorry, discipline. And it fits right. a little bit better, yeah. but, it, but then I start to go, okay, am I just shoehorning things in? Right. Cause I want them to fit this mold or not. But I also, again, you know, we talked about how it's obviously fair to compare BNL to Steve stuff because they came out at the same time yeah. or they both, they were a band and now they're not um, in the same way here. Like maybe some of the songs don't fit discipline as well because he kind of made some creative choices to change that. Right. But it's also fair to like criticize that because it's literally called discipline. Yeah. And, you know, he talked about that. So, um, so yeah, but I, I still think it's fantastic. And again, literally 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, I was like, I was showing to I was like, I don't know what my least favorite should be. It could be this, it could be this, but like, I love each part of these ones too. So, um, so do you, before we get into it, do you want to talk about, um, no, I got one more critique. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, titles. The titles of the Slightly annoyed with the titles of the album. Oh, so the first one is Heal Thyself. You know where I'm going with this? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. (laughs) Heal Thyself, part one semicolon instinct yes part one is number one this yes. one is discipline heal thyself for <laughs> semicolon part two but in roman numerals <laughs> well hold on though I'm like you did I, everything part one to change the format <laughs> to be the opposite of part one it's like when you get like a series of books and like yeah. all the spines line exactly. up and there's like one and crazy one. one that's sl- yeah <laughs> They're yeah, all, they're all center aligned, and then the last yeah. one is left aligned, and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> Why would you do that? And you, <laughs> It looked so and, nice on my shelf. <laughs> and, you know, one, one question I do have, we'll talk about at the end, is, like, I do wonder where he goes from here. Like, I, I with, you know, with the quarantine for the past year, yeah. and then the musicals, like, and then in terms specifically of studio albums, I'll be interested to see what he does next, um, as always. But, yeah, uh, and I, it sounds like he's working on something, at least from what he said on... The, yeah the show yeah, so we went to let's talk about that so a- after 50 some weeks or 40 some shows we both finally <laughs> attended one of steve's yeah, uh, live stream shows um I th- for me it was a thing it's for a while from just home live yeah live from home and it was um it was uh, all requests i believe was the one that we did right it was i, I think, think it, was so. a, it was all requests. we kept talking about requests yeah and so you know they're cheap shows are eight bucks a show. But yeah. I think for me, it was a thing of like, listen, for the past few months, we've been doing pregnancy stuff, baby stuff, home stuff. And so like me trying to spend money on anything that wasn't 
wow. like life related was just kind of it was hard to justify even if it was kind of short pockets like that so just throwing me right under the bus i got no. none of those excuses <laughs> huh, weird you just didn't go i, I didn't go either. are you even a real fan <laughs> yeah no it was fun and it was fun to like be a part of the community and you know yeah it was really cool how active the chat was it's amazing yes yeah like the discord seems to be a huge like well specifically the Stephen page the Stephen page discord Discord yeah is now like plugged from his website and they've Mm -hmm. got a super active community there yeah but i didn't realize how much it was going to tie into like Mm -hmm. what he referenced from his show and like all the same people chatting on the like the zoom chat during the show yeah but yeah, that uh, was cool. It was really fun. Uh, I'm trying to get the set list up just so we can. He played it. two songs from this album. Dude, that was yeah. He did shooting, shooting star, star and uh, where do you stand? It, but it was very fun. I mean, Steve was great. Like it's you yeah. know obviously um, obviously he's a great performer, but it is cool. You know, I, I kind of compared it a little bit in in my head to like John Oliver about how he's been doing his shows without an audience for about a year now yeah. uh, for last week tonight. And like, at first it was rough and now it's like second nature. Like he's got the yeah. timing down. He's got everything down and it almost will feel weird to have an audience back. It's similar to that with Steve because he like, he's so good with the chat and with the yeah. banter and keeping things going um, without the audience there in front of him. Yeah. He um, worked in some like from home, like zoom mm-hmm. type bits and yes yeah uh, with text from craig text from craig stuff like that mm-hmm. um but yeah it was it was cool I, it's the same i feel like it's the same thing i said after we watched the bno christmas thing where uh-huh. i was like oh i i should have been like doing more of these live shows oh yeah the whole time well and these ones too like even though i was just complaining about not spending money they're cheap and yeah. if you're part of the patreon it's even cheaper and it's like for that's eight dollars nice it's pretty good put for on a yeah. one and a half hour show yeah minimum that turned into two two ten mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like you yeah. just went long and yes awesome thank you <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> um but yeah it was yeah it was a really great show uh you did uh uh shooting or not it was shooting star like we said yeah. um but uh surprise surprise which i was happy to hear and um yeah it was great it was great so that was fun. They're going to continue to do them. I, did you ever end up ordering that print, by the way? Or did yeah, you not get one? I just got yeah, a I got shipping, shipping notice. Yeah, me too. There was a sweet um, uh, really New Shore cool. print. It was, um, I'm so excited for that. Um, our, our nursery is nautical themed. I may put it behind me themed. so I have something on the wall. <laughs> I'll probably put ours in the nursery because it's nautical themed. Or, or right. On, the, so on that, that brick wall so there. I have, yeah. I have something on my Zoom. <laughs> you Whatever. see I rearranged? I did. Yeah, I, I wanted. I really wanted to have the REM poster in the background just for work and stuff too. So I, now I got that there. But um, yeah, I can see putting some stuff on a blank wall. You yeah. can always just hang a flag up. It's always fun when I'm on Zoom calls for work and it's like everyone's got their nice living rooms and I've just got this white wall. <laughs> you are in a void. You are in an just empty white. void. All right, well, let's uh, um, let's let's talk album then. So I think well, you know, let's, this... while we're on the subject of live work shows. We need to live from home. Yeah, we should plug or tell people that the bare naked ladies are also doing a you, live. You from think home people show. are getting their bare naked ladies news from us? No, you think ninety hey. percent of the people listening to this don't know this about that already? This is true. <laughs> hey guys, just so you know, you know that is fair. No, they are doing another flipping hits. Um, is what it's called, I believe. Uh, live stream show and yeah. uh, like April nineteenth, a little under a month, I believe. 
Um, Which, to be honest, I'm not sure how I feel about. I feel like we should mention it because it's this time it's actually like coming up. It's coming up. Yeah. Whereas like the Christmas one I tried to plug before, (laughs) knowing that (laughs) our episode was going to come out afterwards. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. I want to bring it up, but I I also... I don't know if I'm. Is it the hits part of it that you're? Yeah, because of that part. Yeah, because it's I mean, flipping hits. If it's gonna be, and they're like, it's called flipping hits, and all their merch bundles that come with it come yeah. with one of the greatest hits. Like CDs. The, yeah. Um, Stop us if you've heard this one before. That's the one. Yeah. Of the three, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know if it's just gonna be yeah. an evening of the like, the top six songs. Right. Right. Do you want to spend $15 to hear right. Old Apartment and One Week Again and Big Bang yeah. Theory? Yeah. It'll be yeah, fun for it, sure. But yeah. And th- th- don't get us wrong. We're paying for it. <laughs> we're going we're yeah. to be there. Um, but it's also that thing, like we've said before, like it would be cool. If, and maybe they will to do another one of these where it is like, uh, you know, B side, not B sides, but like, you know, like the lesser known songs like we've talked about. Yeah. This is a great, you know, we like we had joked earlier about a few episodes ago, they should do a tour where they just do like yeah. those, those like hidden tracks sort of songs. This is a great format for that. They could yeah. easily do like a strip down. Hey, we're going to play some of our, you know, um, unheard songs, songs we don't normally play, so, stuff like that. Yeah. That would be really well, cool. Hey, like Steve just did. Yeah. Or, exactly. And I mean, yeah, a bit of a different thing because this is like sure. their, their second show from right. since lockdown and Steve's doing right. it every Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. But still, but, but still. It's, it's, it's doable. Yeah. I, I think BNL as a band like to do things polished. So like yeah. they need to, they like they, they like to have every you know I dotted and T crossed. Whereas Steve is like, let's do it. Let's just do it from the living room. And so I think that's probably why BNL is like you know they're they're going to a stage and they're bringing in a lighting rig and you know like right. and the thing that is nice is that it does sound like this will be live. Like they're actually live streaming this as opposed to the last one, which is just kind of airing an episode, if if you will. Um, it was supposedly but, live, but there, there's no way they. It was not. Changed, no, it was. Uh, no, it was like with not, <laughs> outfits not, and stuff. And the like I've said before, with or like I mentioned half before, a second in between. <laughs> yeah, they've got their skits ready. There were yeah. weird skits where they all got coffee for Jim or something like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, but no, that's true. Flipping hits and there's cool that. merch. There's a Q and A, but like for you know a pretty sizable fifty dollars yeah yeah i'm, I'm not yeah I'm not uh but that. if you're interested it's april 17th so thank you not 19th i was incorrect 17th would you say get them look it up oh i thought you said get up i was like that's a weird way to end that so yeah if you're interested get up <laughs> just go um yeah that'll be fun though i i will definitely be watching it it'll be fun yeah um so that's so we good you want to you want to transition to the album yeah, now I'm good. That's okay. all. That's all that Anything I want else to, you to get out of here. Um, so we're gonna <laughs> no, do I'm gonna that. Wait for you to start talking <laughs> the next bit, and then I'll be like, no, 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 wait. So we're gonna do this album, and then we'll do a quick top three Steve solo songs at the end. Just kind of is that what you said? Or five? I was gonna ask if you remember to do it because I <laughs> kind of I've I've got a five. I can narrow it down to three. Uh, so we can do five then. We'll do five. Either we'll way. do five. Um. So so let's let's get into it. You want to start? So we've with... got a top five. <laughs> At this point, I'm not editing this crap out anymore. I'm just going to leave it. Like, I got yeah. too much stuff to do to edit out these little segments. Um, we have a top three or five. We'll see when we get there. Songs that we'll talk about. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Maybe I'll have four. Nick will have two. We'll see what happens. Um, so that's I'll let's, take let's your start fourth the first. one as my third. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> so my fourth favorite song and Nick's third favorite song oh, is this. Up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so first up, nothing special. Nothing special now that 
So the part that you just played at the end of that clip with that acoustic guitar comes mm-hmm. in, that's like my favorite part of the whole song. And like they go back and forth and then they go to, and then they start the lyrics. And yeah, um, I love that part a lot. I think it's a good song. It is, it is to me the least, this is a hard thing to say, the, the my least favorite opener of all three albums because I think a new shore is amazing yeah, for an opener for his solo career. Agreed. I love melody part one going into um, the work. It's such a hand. perfect feel for that. album. Yeah. And I think this one is a great opener. It feels like an opener and it works really well. And I love all the different genres and segments, yeah. but when um, you're comparing but, it to like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The top tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. We've talked a lot about how a lot of his stuff has like musical, like musicals, yes influence yes. this oh, song sure. feels like it has acts yes it totally does you're you're right and it's and, it's cool like that though yeah like it works i think i think it works too it's yeah it's a great opener i like how it's immediately tied back to the message of the last album and how they bring back yes. the, there's a melody line yeah mm-hmm. um yeah it's good stuff yeah and i like the, the- I, I like the so like we mentioned with a few songs off of the last album, I also feel with a lot of this album that lyrically I have a hard time directly pinpointing what a song is about. Some are pretty obvious, but like some something like this, you know, like nothing special, everything, you know, like it feels All a little bit like it's this whole idea of, um, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like, uh, like I, I had it pinned down in my head too earlier and now I can't even think um this just i i guess just the, this idea like the line that's repeated a lot is everything is fine yeah like i i i think of that meme with like the house on fire and the yep. dog like this is fine like that feeling right like all of these things are happening but everything's fine nothing is special Agreed. like I, and and so like that's kind of the uh, like the, the yeah the, what fresh the, hell is this blah yes, blah, blah. When, uh, everything's fine when nothing yeah pray tell what fresh hell is this where nothing special exists and everything is fine everything is fine everything is fine yeah. like that message of like every just kind of trying to put blinders on and ignore whether it's like personally or like you know politicians are doing that and like governments are doing that where they're ignoring all of the things that are actually really wrong yeah. um so that's kind of what i get from it lyrically like or message wise is drawing attention to that idea but i also could be super you know wrong on that so yeah i don't know it's it to me it sets it up where it's like okay i I can maybe kind of see where this is going and then Mm -hmm. that like the second act of the song sure Sure. i'm like whoa this is a very different direction to me when he comes out and it's just like children starving in the desert sun look out mama jr's got a gun gun. you're like whoa this is pretty tame until fucking hell (laughs) you think you'd have it down by now However no, many episodes into this, I you would think so, but it just it's just <laughs> yeah. like the first time. But mm-hmm. yeah, it going into that second act, you're like, oh, I this is a, a cha- pretty yeah. stark change of pace, and yes, the lyrical, I don't know, it. Yeah, no, I think, and I think musically and lyrically it changes, which I think yeah. is really cool. But I do think again, like he's done the, the they've done this in BNL songs before too, yeah. where they have like acts like you said i think that's a great way of putting it but something about the way he writes them it works yeah it just it, the, the transition it works it just makes it harder for me to pin down what, yes yeah yeah what exactly it's about i yes i think that's fair uh well it's very fair so but yeah i like it it's a good opener um yeah not as great as the other two but not because this one's bad it's because the other two opening sequences are just so great yeah but, agreed all right, let's keep going. All right, feel good summer. I can't remember 
See, this is what pisses me off, man. I I had my favorite chosen, and now every time we play these snippets, I'm going to be changing my mind because I love that song. This song it's is so, so good. good. <laughs> oh my god, that yeah. little that little. I mean, you know, everyone knows now. I am a sucker for horns. <laughs> That horn Nick at the loves, end there? Da, he da, loves a long horn. Da, 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 da. Nick loves so... a shiny long horn. This song sounds so busy to me, but it all works together really mm-hmm. well. Every instrument, everything that's going on in the background, it all it does yeah. sound very Some, somehow very that good. like the you know he's like great in the background. Great. Yes. It yes. sounds like a cartoon frog to me. Yeah, okay. Wait, I can like like almost I like can... a ribbit. But it works. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, so, I can <laughs> I can get that. I know I see what you mean. But that you're right. It does work. Like it all comes together really, yeah. really well. Um Yeah, when I when I try to describe it like that, I'm like, ooh, but it, I like it. <laughs> so one thing that I wanted to bring up, and I'm trying to remember which song it was. Give me a second here. So in part one, this might be me totally trying to read into things that aren't there. But okay. the last the one of the last stanzas of um the work at hand he has a line that says tell me what i'm signifying when i'm run down by a laundry truck and then in this Mm -hmm. song the second song on part two the whole thing is about like i wasn't looking both ways when i crossed the street i got hit by something (sighs) you know i didn't mean to die i'm curious if there was or i didn't mean to almost die if there is like a direct tie-in between those two like if that's part of what he's what if he's referencing that or if one was referencing the other or something like that i didn't place that at all but that's my point i could be way off on that i just i had specifically remembered when we did part one that line sticking out to me the laundry truck line is something that didn't make sense in that song to me or like stuck out and now listening you know reading all the lyrics here um i see that a lot and so um so, my, you know, the, the, but then kind of going back to the not knowing what songs are about the term feel good, like a, a doctor feel good is oftentimes about, you know, drugs, like mm. a doctor who can get you get you drugs and stuff. And so at least that's been my experience with it. Well, my my, my understanding of it, not my experience. I, am I, very I took this to be a lot boy. about depression. Yeah. Yeah, like, I agree. The, the line, I can't remember when I felt this good. Mm hmm probably a lot i mean general life but also a lot of like lockdown type shit oh sure so relatable yeah <laughs> like you, yeah you have a th- i was telling you the other day about uh fleet fox's song featherweight where the last yes, yes. Um, lyrics let me let me grab the the actual thing quick um so i can give feather but while you do that i th- I, I agree that i think it's about depression yeah you find it yeah, so it's okay. Go ahead. And with love and hate in the balance, one last way past the malice, one warm day is all I really need. That's pretty Fuck good. It, fucking love it. That is a yeah, fantastic. That is song. really good. But this song has a similar feel to me, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a summer. Like I can't remember when I felt this good. Like it's just like one one good day is. It's so just do you really what this... I needed? But I don't know if it's this song has a different edge to it, where it's like I don't. It almost feels like a a lot about depression but like sure. a oh i feel great today like this is this is awesome uh-huh. but am i really better interesting it has i like really that like kind yeah. of feel to me yeah yeah where it's it's still always like man i'm like i really struggled and like well and i think all this I other struggle... shit, and now i've had a great day but like that doesn't mean i'm good now yeah that's actually really and 
I've I have trouble taking Steve at face value with the words that he's saying. I always feel like there's some double well, meaning. There, there's or good reason line. for that, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. And so like when because I, I I had never thought about it that way, and I really like that interpretation. Now that when you, like when you talk about it like that, I could not get the idea of drugs or medication out of my head, and like you know the whole line I love of that because that never never occurred to right, me whatsoever. Right? Isn't it? Is but like you know so like I can't remember when I felt Music, this good, man. and then. I must have been dreaming when I crossed the street. I don't even remember being off my feet. Um, uh, and I, who usually hesitates, had never felt so great and kind of being so drugged up to fight the depression, because I think it's directly related to mental yeah. illness, that you are oblivious to other things going on. And maybe it's a thing of like, he was fighting one thing, felt so good from fighting that, yeah. that he then got hurt in another way. I don't know. But like at the same time, that's when you start to, you know, I remember when I was in high school, um, we wrote a song for Harbor Coat before you were even in the band and me and a, or a couple of the other guys and I started dissecting the lyrics. And the one guy started thinking it's about this character and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I wrote the song and I'm learning all these things. That's genius. <laughs> but at the same time, at first, what it was about was just like at the time was just leaving faith. Like that yeah. was at, at, like at 16, 17, I was like, the song is about not being you know, a Christian anymore for, for, for a period. And he was going into all of these levels and I was like, well, sure, but also it's just about this. And yeah. so like, that's what I start to feel like when I start to go down these like, kind of like, you know, Charlie day rabbit holes, like with all the lines and stuff, yeah. it could just be about having a good day in the midst of depression. Like, could be. It, just like, yeah, don't get into the conspiracy theories and stuff. Um, no, but I like that too. I rarely hear these voices anymore inside. Yes, that was the other thing that I was thinking about. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Um, yeah, but at, at the like, end of the I day like too, that. the thing with these songs is like musically, it's just a blast. Like it's so much fun to listen to. I just, yeah. you can't help but like bop to this one because that's exactly what it, what it does. So completely um, agreed. So let's keep going. This one's going to get this. We're probably going to talk for a while on this next one. So yeah. um, let's, let's get into where do you stand? Again, good stuff I, yeah yeah um i love the big band feel of this again you know there's a lot on this yep. album that's like that there are a couple on the previous couple um it's a really it's just again i, I think this is what i kind of said last time it just feels like you're taking old styles of music and producing them with modern technology yeah or modern you know whatever uh gear or recording styles or whatever and it just it sounds so good to hear like 20 2018 crystal clear like sw big band music yeah no i i said the last one the horns are great the horns are great in every song in this album yes yes agreed <laughs> there, agreed there's a great like gravity mm -hmm. there's kind of great one mm -hmm. uh yeah it's a, a failure it's all over the place and it's that yes it's that big band like just so many elements going on and it mm -hmm. he has yeah, found I a agree. way to really make it work yeah, it's, for sure. And vocally, again, on a lot of these, like this feels like there's a couple songs. This feels a little bit like a really musically really grown up version of Break Your Heart. And just, mm. you know, everything is just kind of matured. I don't, topics okay. are vastly different, yeah. um, but it Love reminds that. me a lot of that. Do, 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 da, 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 and it just works so well. And vocally, again, he is way on point. Yeah. Like the stand for something at the end. And, and um, so we talked a lot about this this week, kind of prepping 
yeah pre- pre- preparing the, this is this is where this song. album starts to get pretty overtly political <laughs> yes yeah and we talked about that with white noise last last episode about yeah. how he had talked about how everyone in the bnl would agree with the, the stance but like maybe would not be that direct in their music even yeah. though invisible offense is pretty direct it's still kind of a pg version of it yeah um this is another one of those songs too that is very overtly political um and, and i mean yeah it's yeah. just very political <laughs> Which, yeah, you, I don't know. I, I don't know if I picked up on it the first time, but when I started sure. diving into the lyrics, it's, it's there. Cause it's, yeah, it's a lot about staying silent and not, yes. not speaking up versus any sort of issue that, yeah. And I think when I, privilege when allows you to stay silent on. I, and when, when I've talked, when I've hear, heard him talk about it in interviews, he does again kind of mention it specifically in terms of artists like musicians and people with a platform who don't speak up or who okay. choose, or how far should you speak up or something. Um, but it's very applicable to everybody. Yeah. And, you know, if there's one thing that has come out of the past, you know, 18 months, it is people. I've seen so many people who would normally stay quiet on certain things actually yeah. make a stance on something. And so, you know, it's something that we have talked a lot about uh, in terms of what is, when do you stand up and say something yeah. at what point are, you know, um, and it, it's been a big thing in my life this past year with family on social media, of course, and then also just topics in general, it seems like the stuff that has come up with, because we're obviously we're going to get a little bit political here. Fair yeah. warning. We've done it a little bit before, but we're going to probably dive in headlong here. Um, you know, a little when bit. it comes to things like, <laughs> like, yeah, not too far. We're not, not no, going to no, Joe no, Rogan yeah. it. Um, like when it comes to things like Black Lives Matter, what, what's been really interesting to me is that it kind of feels like it transcends politics. And the, <clears throat> the arguments that people are having are about the way we see the world and the way we think society is or should be. And that makes things a lot more heated than just disagreeing on yeah. policy because you know we've had a lot of arguments within our fa- within our family some immediate family but also a lot of extended family who have a lot of opinions on stuff and there's been a lot of conversation and, and you and i have had this conversation too about at what point do you for lack of a better term cut somebody out or or stop yeah. trying to mend a bridge because of the things that they say like it's very easy to make the argument yeah. that you shouldn't that, lose that family. That will come politics. back later, but it's right. It's, it's where do you draw the line on? Hey, this this person I know or I'm close with, related to, however, right, is saying right. this stuff that is not right, and I know I know I can't change their mind because it's social media and all this shit. But yeah. At what point is it not right for me to just ignore it because the right. things that they're saying are just so vile or like like you said it transcends it's a political issue but that's bullshit that it's a political issue because it's yes exactly that's how it feels yeah and And, you know we yeah go ahead sorry it's it's because of just straight up it's because of our privilege that allows us to be where we have to choose we can't ignore it yeah and you know i think and one of the one of the arguments that was made one time by a a distant family member um was the overall message was that how can why is racism only a thing now it hasn't actually been a thing for the past century and had like examples of all these people uh and i was like but at the same time i was like dude you live in rural wisconsin like you don't and that's fine i love just because it hasn't been affecting you doesn't mean it's not it doesn't exist exactly and and that that seems seems to be the argument for a lot of people is yeah 
I've, or it boils down to, I've never experienced it. Therefore it must not be true. Or, or I had an opposite yeah. experience. You know, if you want to talk about police specifically, I had an experience where a cop was great and left me off the hook. So like all the cops are good guys, you know, like yeah. that sort of a thing um, where it's, a, oh, I experience I overrides. Is. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, the two things that it boils down to is one is kind of like we're talking right now. You don't know other people's experiences and, sh- and cannot yep. invalidate that because it never happened to you as a white dude. I am never going to experience things that my wife experiences as a woman or that my friends experience as black people or other minorities. Like right. that's, the, that's the point. And so for me to assume that those things are false or to not listen or whatever is wrong. The second thing that, that I've struggled with a lot is what we're talking about here is where, when do you say something? Yeah. Even if you know that it might not change that person's mind. When do you say something and when do you stop trying to say something? Yes. Yes. It's yeah. The conversation we've had a lot too, which mm-hmm. is a when, little when further than of... this songs, but like when, right. When is the point that you have to give up and just be done, which and we'll, yes, we'll and circle just, to and, back later. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the, the stance that I've taken is just this concept that like, listen, the whole thing of like staying silent is staying complicit. Like that's how yeah. I feel about a lot of stuff is me not saying anything is just worsening the issue that is not helping anything. Right. And that's, that's a stance that I, well, the staying silent, like this is not, has been an easy place to be. I like, I'm a very shy person. Don't want to speak up. And that's something that I'm trying to get better at now that I, I definitely more agree Mm -hmm. that staying silent is staying complicit. And yeah, it's only because of our privilege that we've been able to stay silent. And, you know, part of the problem with, with speaking up is yeah. that it makes things uncomfortable and it can make things tense. And, right. and I know that my mom listens to this and I, and I love my family. And I think one of the, one of the um, conflicts that I have had with my family regarding this topic is like, like we said, is it worth saying something? Is it worth causing a ripple? Sometimes I know it's been the way that like, I have come at people aggressively, family members before for saying something. And it Mm -hmm. was in the heat of moments and it was right at the peak of certain things. And so there's a lot of discussion about is that aggressive tone. It's been an emotional year. It's hard to not get there. Um, And my take is always good. I've been, I never call people names. It's very factual based or, or logic based or evidence-based like i'm never like you stupid son of a bitch why would you you know it's like something like that but but the i think the the conflict that we've had a lot is kind of like it it, it makes things uncomfortable if you say something you know yeah. you say you say something to your uncle or to your sister or to right. whomever it makes it uncomfortable and i and then i've got so i'm at the point where i think so what like i would rather say something and make something uncomfortable than not um but there's but that's also very situational and very dependent on every relationship yeah um and if you know no i I was gonna say maybe we should have prefaced this whole thing with this yeah and i know you've mentioned but yeah we're two white guys and right we if you couldn't tell by now yeah this is this is (laughs) stuff that we're working through and trying to get better on Right, we're obviously not experts. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, that, that's a good point. We probably should have. We don't have that. all the answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, nor do we pretend to. Yeah. Um. But but I but yeah. I think it's it has been a time where people who um 
would have not normally said things about things before are now speaking up and saying things right. you know my my yeah. youngest sister is very politically motivated now and she was always the quiet one of the four of us and now she is like the most socially active of the four of us and it's amazing yeah. and and like i said i my parents have like gone well, my mom has gone to rallies and to and marches and stuff before and it's so cool to see everybody getting more involved and i and i also would say getting involved versus not no matter the side is good yeah. um because it, you know at least you're doing something i think the other thing that this kind of i know yeah i i also think that people getting involved with nazis e- is bad. extreme to side. yeah <laughs> yes yeah right extremes <laughs> on both sides of course of course yeah um uh but the other thing that this brings up to me and we actually had some friends over last night they were our na- we're, no, we're still being COVID safe but it was our nanny and her husband who mm-hmm. are in our bubble um they came over and we actually were talking about this exact thing th- this idea of should celebrities use their platforms to say political things? Should should people who are famous use their platforms to share their thoughts and opinions on politics? And I firmly come down on hell yes. Yeah. Because I think it is such, not to, you know, get intense language, it's such bullshit, this idea that once you hit a certain level of fame, you have to keep quiet. Because it's like me right now, I might say something on Twitter or Facebook, something political. But now all of a sudden, if I've got 2 million followers or a million or even 100,000 followers, now I'm supposed to be quiet and not say something like, where's the line? Is it 50,000 people? Is it 20? Like such a weird stance because there's like the people saying that are like, okay, well, what's the line? Who's qualified to talk about politics? Right. The people that are famous are like. Of course, we shouldn't be looking up to all of these celebrities as like for sure, yeah, the heroes of, of our world. Like, right, all, right. A lot of these people are just children that don't know what they're right. doing and are, yeah, have just grown up spoiled as hell and like have, yeah, pretty awful taste for sure. But that doesn't mean they're not yes. people <laughs> and that their voice like shouldn't be like shouldn't be allowed to voice their opinions. I. Yeah, I don't think I, we should look up and, to and them, you, and I don't agree with a, what a lot of them say. But just because they're famous doesn't mean right. that they shouldn't be able to. Doesn't share mean they their don't views. get. Yeah, and that's a good point. Like a lot of celebrities are uninformed, just like we yeah. are uninformed. So like, there's also that part of it. But yeah, I completely agree. It's like it's just a thing of you don't. What at what point do you have to stop talking? Like that's a weird thing to say. And then a lot of people like to say, well, you know, I like their their. I'm a fan of their team, or I like their music. I just wish they didn't get so political. Yeah. Well. I sports maybe aside, ninety some percent of art is political in some way, shape, or form, either <laughs> subtly or very yep. directly. Like I use someone used this as an example once, I think, in a podcast where they said, like, people talk about, oh, I love Springsteen, his music is great. I just wish, you know, he didn't talk about politics. Springsteen is his music is political. Yeah. Like it is very and I literally I heard that in a podcast, and then I had someone say that I think I talked about this on the pod, yeah. actually. Someone say that to me. Like it was like so funny to hear it in person. They said, I love the boss. I've seen him this many times. I wish he didn't get so political, but his music is great. I'm like, his music is political. Like, it's, how can you can't separate those two things? It's such a weird I it, it feels like I can't imagine someone being like Man, I love Steve and I love white noise, but man, he right. really don't agree with the politics. Like what? Like what do you, how? What do you, yeah, you just like electric. How do you then? like that song? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so, you know, there's the the point. The the flip of it is like, if a celebrity says something political, yeah. they have to expect to lose some fans or listeners or followers, and they have to be okay with the consequences of that. And but like. Yeah consequences meaning anything that comes from you saying that coverage people saying stuff to you you know like whatever like that's but that's the flip of any of us saying anything so i i super just don't buy into this idea that 
politicians or um like i remember there's a, there's a frank turner song called 1933 which is about nazis in the 21st century like why are they still a thing but the first lyrics of the song are stop asking musicians what they think he sighed softly as he poured himself another drink mm-hmm. like a politician saying don't ask and, and then oh then the following line is and outside the world stepped over the brink or stepped over yeah stepped over the brink and so it, he's you know like musicians they shouldn't have a say in anything as they do nothing about what's actually happening in the world and um and i also as if using to, their platform to try and get better society doing yeah anything. yeah and 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 but that's also like that actually brings me to my, my at least for me my final point on this concept not your penultimate like, point not my penultimate <laughs> point well, we'll see i normally add more things um my final point is like it can change people's minds it can yeah. make a difference in people's lives and whether it's on a celebrity level and i talked a lot about just to use a, a, a take names out of it if there's somebody on there's someone on Facebook who I know who's and is related to me whose mind will never change on the things he believes. I know that for a fact. But someone who sees that might change. And yeah. not to get really extreme, but like he has a daughter and he's got a wife. And if the things that like maybe and this is again, I'm not this makes me sound like a white knight, like saint hero. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying the idea in general, maybe if they've never challenged or heard people challenge that those thoughts before, and then they do see that that could be the inciting incident that moves them a certain direction or helps see the world outside of what they had known up to that point. Right. So my point is, is that if, you know, there's this idea of, okay, if you say something to person, a, their person, their mind's not going to change. That's just who they are, but somebody else's mind could change or could start to change. And so, my and the same thing with a celebrity right like if someone if if there's a teenager who just adores taylor swift and she's saying these political things and she's listening that might change her who she is and and like change her views on the world and for the people who don't like that that's threatening because they don't like what they're saying right and so that's why it starts to become a thing of like i love kid rock i love ted nugent but these liberal elite celebrities they shouldn't be it's like Kid Rock is an elite celebrity too. Like you don't, get, like, you know, like if, if you're going to say do, the boss shouldn't be political, you should probably say Kid Rock shouldn't. Rock, be, right, exactly. Yeah, but but it's the same. Just you know, can choose here. It's the people that I disagree with. I don't want them to speak up. Exactly. Sort of a thing. So yeah. so I I think it can. The thing that I try to keep in mind is that you don't know who is seeing what you're saying. And again, right. that's got negative consequences too, but it also has some powerful uh, uh, consequences. Potential, theoretically. Yeah. potential positive is what I was looking for. So anyway, where do you stand? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and so I, I, I love the song. I love the, think it's good. the, the that's where I stand, theme, obviously. Yeah, I think it's good, too. <laughs> um, uh, and just that whole uh, th- like this that we just talked about stand up for what you believe and the love you'll receive outweighs those who will leave you like people being scared that breaking through and saying certain things will um, will torpedo their career. And it's like, yeah, there are going to be people who disagree with you. But um, again, if you stand for something, I can surely guarantee it won't be easy, but stick it out with me. And the only certainty and the way he sings all that's really cool is that you'll be loved for who you are, at least by me. Ain't that worth something? Um, by me. And then so finally, how long can you keep? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how long can you keep holding your breath when you know silence equals death? And then confess who confess you are who or you are. or who you might be. Like again, that that like right again with exactly too. Yeah, yeah, it just hits so hard. So good. Yeah. So anyway, good song. Yeah, (laughs) and 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 a good topic. Obviously, I think it's a really interesting 
um, thing to to bring to the forefront because I can't imagine as an artist how many other artists you talk about this with or it comes up with and, and stuff like that. So yeah, um, big fan, big fan big, over here, big fan. All right, let's let's just move on then to what I got from you. My ego and pride, my soul has died. My fantasy scheme of patricide, the loss of my bride, the loss of my dignity. So this is the gratitude I get. Daddy, your mom's side. <laughs> I love this man. Yeah, it's, this is this a- is really good freaking amazing song the yeah. jazz break in the middle and that build up yeah so good yeah it's so good i will say it's one that i struggle with the meaning of again um okay, here here's I, a take I, for you yes okay please i almost wonder if this is about someone who doesn't know his dad mm-hmm. i grew up with a single mom mm-hmm. and is just has an over imagination of i wonder if this is what i got from my dad mm-hmm I agree. No, I think you're right. I, I, I think you're, you're spot on. Um, Cause then there is the line about like when your own mother thinks you're mad, it's time to go out and find my real dad. Yeah. So either it's single mom, maybe even a stepdad, but I, I completely agree yeah. with everything you like said. Rattling off a list of like, Oh my good yeah. grades. Like, so this, so my the only thing that I have, hair, like <laughs> the fact that I'm gay, just, just this random. Yeah. Yeah. The avian flu. I swear that it's true. <laughs> um, my taste for so, the lesser works of share. Good line. <laughs> and you know, it's interesting because, um, I have a family of, uh, well, I, I, I'll ask my mom about this, but my mom is adopted mm-hmm. and there, I know that when you're adopted, there are a lot of different uh, things that go through her head. Like she was never really interested in, in finding her birth mom or her birth family. It just didn't bother her. She, mm-hmm. her parents are her parents, period, you know? Yeah. And then there are some people who like, I don't know if you watched this is us ever, but he like that's Randall's it's freaking five seasons in and he won't shut up about his parents, you know, like, like that's his <laughs> fixation. And so, you know, it's different views, but the, the lyric, this fixation has hastened the stimulation of my blessed overactive imagination of you. Yeah. Like, like you get fixated on something and then he can't stop thinking about that person. Yeah. Um, so my only, my only question then is how does this fit into discipline? Like, this is one of those songs that I go, I love it. And I love the lyrics. I love the silly lyrics. I don't know if we've talked about Steve being silly, but he was part of this band, Bare Naked Ladies, who could be a little silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love the idea of the message, like you said, like, or like the story of it. Yeah. But I, I struggle with how this falls into discipline. I mean, in my potentially not understanding, I think it just doesn't but, <laughs> but also that, that's a good answer i never really considered the interesting one. another interesting part of that is that this is apparently one of the ones that was not written afterwards like this was ready oh really this is one of the original 30 really yeah at least Wait, ac- like- at least according to this genius article that's interesting then so then yeah. the, but that but that makes me then go okay well then it's gotta fit in somehow and maybe it's one of those things where it only makes sense to him or it makes mo- more sense to him than to us. Or maybe we're just dumb. Um, but I love, I still maybe, love that. Maybe my heal thyself like on the journey to try and oh, find something, yeah. you know, try and find more about in, yourself. It totally hits, fits into heal thyself more than it fits into instinct or discipline. That's a great point. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I but think yeah, all right. I, that's that's the period. I, for I me. don't know how yeah. disciplined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's um keep going. Yeah, but I will say I do love those last couple lines. So this is the gratitude I get, Daddy. You ain't seen nothing yet. Like I just love Good the. Stuff. I love 
he's he's able to put so many great emotions into lines and even though that is sung in the same melody and cadence as the rest of the song there's something really biting about the delivery of it yeah and yeah (laughs) just hit me different this time but yeah i i love it i think this is a a, musically like we mentioned a little bit it's just so much fun there's so much going on and it works really really well okay so where are we at to next? next one is gravity gravity This is like this is like entourage, but good. <laughs> like, like, we talked about entourage. Yeah, and I, I do yeah, like you, entourage. You sent me that, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and I do yeah. like entourage, but yeah. like we said, it's like <laughs> sleazy and it's a certain mood. This is just so freaking good. I love this song, man. I love that. Um, my favorite part of the whole song is the wrong, 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 like in the second chorus, you know? Yeah. Because um, we were wrong. Uh, I I really like this song. I love the message. I love the 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 idea and um it's really fun. So what do you take as the the message and the overall Yeah. Um I there's one thing that catches me, but I think the song as a whole is about this idea of people, I mean very generally just ignoring facts. Like okay. like a lot of a certain side of people tend to ignore facts and evidence or that's yep. what I would say at least. And then like well, if we're ignoring that, we live in a world without gravity. None of this other stuff matters. Right. Um, so that's kind of what I take as a whole. Now, the line that really throws me is the last two lines is the, if he wanted you to know the answer, don't you think you'd have the cure for cancer? Like, that's what he screams at the end of the song a couple of times. Yeah. And that threw me for a while because there's so much religious imagery in all of his music. Um uh, especially the past couple albums that I have to feel, and it doesn't matter. It's not my place to know that he is somehow spiritual. You know, he believed in God or maybe he is, you know, it, part of the Jewish faith it, to some degree. I feel like he believed in God. I don't think he's an atheist like, like Ed is, but yeah. something like that makes me start to go, okay, well, is he making fun, not making fun of people, but like mocking, I don't, I don't know, um, pointing out to people who do believe in God. Well, if he, if you believed in him, wouldn't he give you this? Like, wouldn't you have the answer? But I think, what I've thought more in my second take is like, he's not saying people who believe in God are dumb. He's saying people who think that no. God will clearly give you every answer are, are incorrect. Cause that's not how, that's not what the Bible says. It's not what the Torah says. He doesn't say he's going to give you every answer, yeah. but I think people expect that sometimes, or they try to read into things to find answers for things that don't exist. And so that's what I think he's saying is like, if he wanted you to know all these things, why wouldn't he just solve this problem right away? Like, that's not how it works. So um, that's kind of what I take from it. No. Yeah. I read something about this being specifically like about the hypocrisy of the Catholic church and like Mm -hmm. a long Mm -hmm. time ago, which makes sense when you see all the, like all these references to like Pythagoras and Copernicus and Deuteronomy. Yeah. But yeah, I've always taken it again. Like I pay no mind to scientists just as a general, like, everyone's ignoring the facts like no one's paying attention to science and like i got a climate change vibe because that seems well like yeah no i agree bar the past year at the time of this album like bar the past year with covid that that seems to be the biggest hey we're not paying attention to science issue yeah right Um, but yeah but i think one interesting thing oh it's it's great stuff um and it does gonna have a little bit of the the musical theme where it starts with that really orchestral thing, which reminded yeah. me of like upside down a little bit, you know, 
how it kind of starts yeah. a little bit okay. and then it kind of goes into it. Um, but he's got the line. But what's interesting is that the chorus has changed tense. So like the first chorus says, you were wrong. We knew you were wrong. Yes, all along we knew you were wrong. But then the next two say, because we were wrong, we knew we were wrong. Yes, all along we knew we were wrong. So yes. it's just interesting to see those. Um, see, that's that's those- why that's why the climate change thing got me. Because it's the, like, we, we fucking knew that this was mm-hmm. an issue. We right. knew we were wrong. Yeah. But yeah. we were still... But we were still, still doing not it, doing yeah. anything about uh, it. Yes, we. But then I love the 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 last line of the last chorus is yes, we got strong by being so wrong, and it's sort of like we talked earlier this week, like yep. kind of like not to go down this road, the whole Tucker Carlson thing of like no, hitting those points and knowing how to be a good speaker or to get your message out there, even if deep down you know what you're doing is yeah. wrong, you're still growing in power. But um, but I I love the music Great. i love the again the the vocal me- delivery of this song is one of the best so far um oh and and one line too uh, one couple that i love Cal- this this verse calculus and astronomy pale beside deuteronomy we've banned the drugs and the sodomy now we fix the economy <laughs> like like again it's just that whole <laughs> thing of like you're not focusing on the actual issues you're focusing on hot button issues that um don't actually change the thing yeah and that, I, I that hit- and a here are some real issues. We're not doing anything about them. Yes. Because yes. we're only doing stuff to make money. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I like the song a lot. I think it's, re- I think again, it just rocks really well. Um, and uh, I'm a big fan, big fan. Yeah. Agreed. Let's get political. I don't think we've done that yet. Let's go. No, let's, let's, let's get political. Yeah. White noise. yeah it's great it's so great it's about to get nice like you just <laughs> just right Starts from the with gate. It. yeah yeah oh i love it man i again this one is the mo- obviously the most overtly political on the album specifically oh, yeah. written that he said about um charlottesville back in 2017 yep. the the great just the great white power march that they had that yep. night really yep. well done march good march no um, the good people on both sides comment yeah uh, yep yeah, yep. apparently a direct response to all of that. Exactly. Um, and, I, you know, even in the interview that I'm sure we both read, he was talking about how direct do you be? You know, how subtle do you get or how direct do you get? And he ends up getting pretty direct, obviously, with this song. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that he struggled with that he mentioned or or was conscious of is the fact that he is Canadian, that he is not a, a, a when I say Native American, I mean, born and raised in the United States. So the second somebody from outside the country starts talking about things inside the country, people who disagree can immediately say, you're not from oh, here. You're like, yeah. you're get it. Yeah. That whole but thing. I think that's one of my, uh, maybe my second favorite line in the song. Yes. The, I've had to bite my tongue or they'll yes. send me we'll back send me where back. I came from. I'll yeah. tell you as an immigrant and a Jew, I'd be more than glad to. Read <laughs> I love it. it is so good. So good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. So what would you say is your favorite one then? Cause you said that might be your second favorite. Apparently to run a nation, you've got to run it like a corporation, uh-huh. the kind you don't mind burning to the ground. Yeah. That's really so, good. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that, you know, um, there's, there's, 
very few lyrics. There's a couple verses that are pretty lyric heavy, but mm-hmm. the majority of them are a lot of re- repetition of right now or white noise or oh yeah. Yeah. But I do love in that first one pretty early on, don't it make you swell with pride to learn there's bigotry on many sides? Like almost just flipping the idea of yeah. the the both sides thing is like, well, there's bad people on both sides too. Doesn't that make like that makes it okay? Yeah. You know, like I know a lot of people who do that have had many conversations where you talk about person a doing something and then people go well what about right like they go what about person b like first of all that's not what we're uh, talking about uh, but secondly, right right yeah but, but secondly like that doesn't make either of those cases okay just right. because somebody else has done the thing that's bad still you know um it doesn't excuse anybody from doing the thing but yeah, yeah very overtly political um i love a good you know punk rock song um this is as close to punk rock as stephen page is going to get um Agreed. and it works really well i think <laughs> i love i i you know i love the electric guitars i, you know, oh, I was yeah. looking at the the instrumentation and it's like of, of all the songs it's the most straightforward it's um steve craig yeah that's and true Murray, this doesn't have a big band feel. all playing this is apparently steve plays keys in it a little bit which he does you know the background but it's like three electric guitars bass and drums and i'm just like straight it's just a straight rock song man yeah um big fan big fan I hadn't thought about that. That's interesting, especially compared to the rest of the album and how much it, yeah. is going on in those. Yes, I agreed. And yeah, I, it, it just feels it starkly works different. And it, it fits, but when mm-hmm. yeah, it is very different. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I love it though. I think it's great. Great. It's a it's a fun lead off and uh, maybe a bit of a unique one to use as the single because it doesn't feel yeah. like a lot of the other music, but like this was the lead single so right? well. Yeah, yeah, this is the first song released from it. Yeah. Um, but it does fit in the album very well and has a really great place. And I it's fun to hear this one live when he does it. Um oh, I bet. big fan. Big fan. Keep going? Yeah. To shooting, shooting star. star. Good stuff again. Love it. Oh, I love it. Man. A little bit continuing on the political train. <laughs> a little bit. And I'll say I, I, I'm looking to you because I have I love this song. I this think musically, great. I think lyrically, melodically, it is like it's, it's like a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I still struggle with the message a little yeah. bit. So what, I'm, I'm curious know. what you what you I take. From, I what want you, you take to look, from from, <laughs> look to me then. <laughs> okay, well, I want to no, I want to hear no, what you I don't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, I don't. I I focused on like the the clip I played mm-hmm. has a little bit of everything I love about this song that like sure. oh whoa where he goes yeah. into that musically yeah great mm-hmm. that that lyrically the great hit on the U S like every uh-huh. um I know we are, all have to argue with the facts yeah um, we've always got to cry that we're under attack yes yes great um but other than that I, I don't know. So I think the yeah and, and I don't know if I've got I don't know if I've picked a hey th- here's what the song is about yeah and because what's weird about it is that I think that verse like you said is the most overtly we've used that word a lot yeah. I wouldn't say overtly political but direct but the other verses don't go there they talk about the no. shooting star they talk about um, seeing it in the news a little bit sure but then the last one is again everybody loves to be involved they want their money back to show they've evolved. To show they're evolved because everyone's a problem to be solved a case that you can crack a name you can call a sin you can't absolve so like i don't it, 
it's and then the hard thing is that a lot of the lyrics again are the gone till i die i'll be gone till i die and then the please tell the world i was wrong please tell the world so long so i i do really struggle with trying to pinpoint what it's about it feels like based off of very little it feels like it has a lot to do with like the same theme as like nothing special where it's kind of like taking a macro look at the way we talk about society and the way we talk about things um, like everyone's a problem to be solved, right? Like I can, yep. if you, you take the humanity out of certain things um, in America, there are no second acts, you know, stuff like that. But, but I can't quite pinpoint the message that he's trying to, to share, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I like that message of like, please tell the world I was wrong. Right. Right. But where, but, but, but again, I don't know how it fits in the larger context. But what, yeah, and what is what is the narrator? What is happening to the narrator when he's saying this? Is are they dying? Are they leaving? Like what? Almost, like like that's, why that's is he having somebody needs a fallen star? So maybe that's yeah. What the whole yeah. thing is is he someone in a position of like power or stardom? Well, and that's an interesting. Those first couple stanzas, everybody loves a shooting star. No matter where you go, they know who you are. Yeah. So, fame, celebrity. You want everyone loves someone to look up to, but then a shooting star becomes a fallen star, right? And everyone loves a falling star to make them think they know to like everyone likes to have someone to look down on. So, again, I think it's just one of those not to be like a hipster, like teenager, like it's one of those just critiques on society and the way that we view other people in the world, yeah, and stuff like that. Um. But again, the direct, like, it's about this is hard for me to put pinpoint, which is just hard because I love this song so, so much, but it, and, but it, I feel weird. Like, oh, I love it. Don't know what it's about. But I really <laughs> love it. Like, <laughs> hey, that's okay. I, yeah. I everyone's so easily, everyone's so easily amused. They love it when you bleed. They love when you lose your battered and you're bruised. Oh God. Yes, please. I'm falling on my knees. I fallen and I'm gone till I die. I'll be gone till I die. Like, I think maybe it's maybe a little bit of the, you know, the line in mama about um, storage space on A&E. Like it's about how we glorify negative things, whether it's violence or death or, you know, like we, we take those things and make them entertainment because they are entertaining to us. But yeah, I wonder if there's a bit on like, I know he had a joke about cancel culture in his live show. Yeah. I wonder if it's a joke, like part of it's tongue in cheek on Mm -hmm. people getting canceled and like how, yeah. I mean, a lot of it's rightfully done, but there's also right. a part of our society that loves to see someone fall. Yeah, absolutely. You love to see somebody go down. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a good point. And then it's just the gone to lie. I'll be gone till the I die. The timing lines up with 2018. And, and then I guess maybe the I'll be gone till I die could be, if we're going with that theme, is this idea that like you were you will be nothing and then you will die. Yeah. Like you've you, you lost fall your into status. obscurity until yes. your death until you're gone. Exactly. Yeah. Like you've been exiled almost. Yeah. Um, that, that fits that felt pretty well. Yeah. Well, let's move on know. to another song that is a little more on the nose, but I also still struggle with. Um, what's this one called? You fucked yourself. <laughs> what the fuck was that? You're a piece of shit. Yeah. That's the mantra that the guru gave you. You know, it's kind of right. This is a very jarring song on this album, uh, to say the least. Yeah, uh, agreed. And it's mm-hmm. it's interesting because it's not like 
profanity is out of place in this album like just but it is that, white noise came out straight yeah, that's the first true. line with that but yeah but this is different because like there's music that leads into that this yeah. literally this song opens with what the fuck was that and then goes into everything it's else so such i think, a weird start so i told jeanette because because here's what i'll say like when i first got this album i th- it was very jarring and i would skip it because i was listening in the car and like yeah. it is a jarring thing but like i think as it gets going my favorite part of the song is the second verse when it gets to the um uh when you've already climbed to the top of every mountain you're enlightened but you're frightened so you're fighting of the nothingness you see because like the lyrics are great but especially the music like the whole song is kicked in musically Mm -hmm. there's all these and it's just like that jam that we were just doing that's what that whole part feels like so it goes really well um my take on this which could be completely wrong is this idea of people who look to gurus spiritual healers psychics something like that to tell them what their issues are and then feel like, okay, I've got it right. Like that's, I've got this mantra now, not to make fun of any of this stuff. Cause yeah. for a lot of people, it does a lot. I've got my crystals. Now I've got whatever this is. Or my sign says this and they told me whatever, but they never actually address internally what the issues are. They're looking to these things that are oftentimes superficial to find an answer, yeah. but they're never like, so like, yeah, yeah making fun at, of that, that, search and that like oh i'm gonna search for someone to tell me the answer and i'm gonna take that answer at face value and not do any yes. look and not actually fix like anything myself. yeah well and like interesting and then the, the, that that whole second verse honestly talking to yourself about the guru and the homework and the camel and the me 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 and homework i think it makes of, so much more sense in that context yeah well and also i think a lot of philosophies nowadays are very self-centered which is good yeah. you need to take care of yourself and put yourself first to a degree but i think it can obviously sway too far but then the next yeah. part is when you've already climbed to the top of every mountain you're enlightened but you're frightened so you're fighting of the nothingness you see like there's nothing there or you've not fixed anything internally there's nothing inside and so you're like oh shoot like this has not actually done what it what i thought it was going to do what it said on the label um and that be all that being said we can we can dissect those lyrics all day long but a lot of the lyrics are you fucked yourself or yeah fuck yourself so like, <laughs> you have that edge of it built in as well wouldn't you agree wouldn't you agree yeah yeah so like i feel yeah. like there is definitely it's one thing for me to say like i don't think he's making fun of it i think he's critiquing it but then when you had that whole layer to it i definitely think it's maybe maybe it's a self-critical thing maybe it's like looking at yeah you know it you are tongue in cheek is a pretty yes uh, applicable term applicable yeah. and maybe like the nicest <laughs> yeah i know i think you're right though i think that's a very good way to put it is very tongue-in-cheek yeah and also the you know the the fuck yourself could very well be at yourself like it could be right. the narrator saying yeah. that to himself or something like that because you are realizing these things don't work or you are realizing that you're trying to hide from actual answers by finding superficial ones but um all of that aside, it is a bop when it gets going. It sure <laughs> like, is. <laughs> like, this whole this from here through uh, the second to last song, the penultimate song. Mm-hmm. Um, from here through there, they all have very um, jazz room, not jazz room, like old band feels to it. Oh yeah, um, kind of like lounge. That's what I was looking for, like old lounge kind of feels. And this starts that, and so it's interesting to have that, like that Rhodes keyboard in the background playing this this tune with these lyrics over top of it so um right but then it transitions really well into the next one but i but that's exactly what i had it blends so well into done yes yeah so let's do you want to move on to done do you have anything else to say about 
yeah i i, I don't have much lyrical analysis or <laughs> and so i get again so. this can I, you know you i don't know why I, i'm this big of an idiot but like when we were talking about um uh here, uh what i got from you earlier yeah i did i was so intent on putting everything toward discipline which I still think is fair because that's literally the subtitle of the album, but also the heal thyself part. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I was ignoring that whole part of the freaking title <laughs> completely. And this again feels like a song that is about heal thyself or maybe attempting to yeah. heal thyself. Um, I mean, there's then, a point there too. If you're like, if, if you're taking it as the, you are going to these things. Sure. Like maybe it's a critique on, looking to one answer and like yeah not doing much look internal but there is an inherent discipline and like he says going to the guru and doing your homework yeah there's discipline and following through on the instruction that's very true that's very true yeah that's very true yeah i i my therapist gave me homework to do before our next session and it's been 12 days and i have not done it yet and my next session is in two days and i have i want to do it but i i like saying what i've just been saying i'm starting to go Oh, I didn't do my homework. <laughs> like, I <gotta> do my <laughs> homework. So, so yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Um, so let's let's keep going. Then you want to go to done? Yeah, done. Uh, that's the way to go. I should have seen it coming when you gave up pushing through. You're done. I'm done. I'm done feeling jealous. I think for me, this is one of the most discipline related songs. I, yes, I can, I can totally see that. I can totally see that. Yeah. About like just being in some sort of relationship. I think it, I think for me, the narrator is in a marriage that is either yeah. pushing towards divorce or going through a divorce. Yeah. But just that overarching, like, all right. I, I have to be like, I have to take the step. I have to be done with this relationship. Yes. And yes. And reaching that point, like you almost feel like there was something that happened yeah. that pushed them over the edge to this point. Right. Um, and I, I completely agree. I, I think that's exactly where this, where the story takes place and in, in, in the course of a relationship, I kind of, what I really like is that but until you get to that last um, verse, I think about the, um, the kids are here. I'm here. We're holding on the fort. Before you get to that point, it could be about anything. It doesn't have right. to be about marriage. It could be a friendship. It could be a work thing. It could be anything. And then you get there and it does sort of zero it in on like a marriage. Um, exactly. That doesn't really take yeah. away from anything. No, that's, I completely agree. That's the only reason I say marriage and divorce because the kids are here. And then the, if I were seeing you in court, like that's, yes. Oh, for sure. That's the only well, reason and then, divorce. It's and then I love the next line up. too. Um, is there nothing I can do that could make you change your mind? What if we swapped places and you left your dreams behind? Oh. Like that's, that's good because mm-hmm. I, I know I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this as of two nights ago, complaining about something and, and being frustrated and not even thinking about where the other person is, has been doing, you know what I mean? Like it's, well, yeah, it's such a um, human thing to do to get like, to get so locked up in your own shit and yeah, your for own sure. frustrations and just yeah. like, sometimes all it takes is just that one person, like just the one thing. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, Oh, Oh, I'm yeah, for sure. I'm wrong. But it feels like this person's <laughs> but, never had that yeah. moment. Like they've never fully realized that about their partner or right. And, and maybe this is a, a lot of the people that sometimes lead to this. Okay. I absolutely. What, what, absolutely. You, what you can't realize that when you can't make that click. Yep. I, I can't do this anymore. If you're not exactly. going to be me 
halfway. And I I love the um I love the way the music plays with the melody and the way Steve <sighs> sings it because in the beginning yep. it's just very like I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Like it's just kind of and, and almost like really peaceful. Like yeah, I'm done. This feels and great. It's, I don't care it anymore. Feels I'm so over it. Fitting for that moment of you're just like it happened and it, it's almost past the like decision point. Yes. It's it's to that acceptance, and you're just like, Yes. <sighs> I'm, I'm done. And then as it gets dipped further in, it's stronger and stronger yeah. and more yeah. like you know, more theatrical. Yeah. Um, and it the was really starting after the decision's been made. Yes. And then the further it goes, the more set in and the more like, yeah. acceptance we had some friends some some distant friends who um the wife left the husband they're about mm-hmm. our age wife left the husband and she always said that it was the hardest decision to make until she officially decided and told him yeah and then it was easy it was the easiest thing in the world and that's what this feels like is like after the decision like you said right after it's been made and been decided and been said and you don't care like you're free you know even if yeah. there's going to be a mess to get through like the courts and the and the kids and stuff you're still you you're already free of the burden of that decision yeah. um, and, and sometimes really that that step is i mean sometimes a lot of the time that step is right. the hardest part like i've had, yes oh, it, I've, it's, I've, it's, yeah I've for that. sure and I, not, I, not to that extent but that getting to the point where the decision is made yes is I, I can most only of, imagine most that of is, the battle that is exactly that that is that is most of the battle is, is making that decision because it's a heady thing to do it's a heavy thing to do yeah but once you've done it you've done it and now you can just move on yeah and start the next phase start the next chapter so yeah musically it's beautiful um lyrically it's beautiful i mean it's again it's another great song on this album agreed let's keep going uh a failure is next I turn this place into some kind of living hell I know it's scary cause I get scared as well Now you know Now you know hey, like good. I, I'm not sure I love the, as it's written in the, the notebook, the, the Portuguese apologies yeah, <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's kind of cool, and then there's like there's one that's a lot longer, and sure, yeah, yeah, it takes me out of it, the song a bit, but yeah, sure. No, I hear you. I, I know what you're saying. I agree. Yeah, I like um, the intros cool. Um, I just I feel like thought, this fits with done a lot. They fit really well. That's together. what I was saying. I feel like yeah. the if you swapped it, this would have been a thematic lead in to done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we so, can't communicate. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. You said you just, something just hit no, you about that's it. That's exactly. Oh, that. Oh, exactly okay. That. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's, um, it's really funny. You brought that up. Cause that's exactly yeah. what just hit me. I like it. I, yeah. I, and I like the message of that kind of realizing what the issue is in the marriage. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. failure to commit to, to connect whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh but yeah so um i get so panicked that i just run away i don't believe i don't believe it but it's what people say you know um yeah failure just kind of a failure of whatever this is where we're at right now um and i like it i i I think again i hate to critique steve at all because i am not in a place to do that i feel like it's maybe the most with the exception of white noise the most straightforward like Mm -hmm. i don't feel like the, the message is pretty on the nose here, which is not a bad thing. No. Um, I just don't feel like there's as much to say or to dissect because it feels pretty on the nose. Yeah. So, but I like it. I like it. Um, it, it embodies the tone that it's trying to do really well. 
Uh, and, and, you know, one thing I thought about, and I feel like I read part of this in an interview, or maybe this is just my mind being really smart, is like, it doesn't feel like he's necessarily trying to mimic any of those old styles. Like, it's not like he's trying to copy anything. He's just continuing that form. Like, yeah. he is bringing that into this century, into this decade. Um, and I love that, where it doesn't feel like he's trying to say, I'm going to rip off this artist or rip off this genre. He just writes a song that happens to be in that genre, and it fits really well. Um, but but I like it. Yeah, I like it. I think that's fair. I um I agree. I don't feel like I have much to add, but I I also like it. So keep going then. Yeah. Whistle whistling through the dark. I like this one again. I like the. Yeah be con- almost the be content with what you've got message um, yes yes i think um this uh really spoke to me directly um because i feel like you, i have talked to you about this a lot the struggle of wanting to be a musician wanting to be in music but like mm-hmm. having very high standards where for me if i if I'm not doing this and this and this, then writing a song is pointless. If right. I'm not re- recording it and releasing it and playing it to other people, then what's the point of doing it? Because no one's like that whole idea. That's what this seems to be about is like being content with where you are, wherever that ends up being. Some people might be able to get famous with it. Some people have, are going to be content with just whistling through the dark and just being musically inclined and something like that. So I think I, I felt like this one was yeah, talking to me a little bit. I think I like that message. I think uh-huh. compared to a lot of the stuff on both of these albums, yeah, it doesn't quite come together as I've come to expect it to. Sure. And sure. I think I like the overall message, but a lot of the like the humor or the like the funny stories that he's like telling yeah. or his personal examples doesn't quite jive as much as I would expect it to. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's I, very fair. I think that's about as far as I can go with critiquing it. Um, and, you know, my, my biggest critique of it, and this might play into yours, is that it is the most show tuny song on the album. And oh, it yeah. almost feels exactly like what I said earlier. It feels like that, jazz hands the whole time. <laughs> yes. And you can see the person walking <laughs> around stage singing it to the narrator. You've got the break. Like, it yeah. totally feels this song to me. And maybe I'm super wrong. Feels like this was written for his stage play. And then thought, well, I'm going to put it on the album too, because it kind of fits a little bit. And so something like, I just yeah. can't take that feeling, but I still think it is good. I still like it a lot. It just really feels like it's a show tune first and then a, a, an album track second. Um, I could see but, that. I think it does fit with the discipline more than other stuff. And yes, I do. But that's the thing. Heal myself I, and the, the absolutely themes. agree that this is very much part of discipline. I, it's very much part of discipline. Um, I feel like there was a there was a line that earlier made me think it was actually more tongue in cheek and like not as serious. Like you know the whole fatherly advice thing. But now I what can't the, find that word anywhere. The, be content if she has her own teeth. Well, I no, there is something <laughs> like it, it was. In, I thought it was in the very last verse. He used some word like let's pitter for the kid who learned to whistle in the dark and like the the word that it wasn't pitter it was something like that but it meant like piss basically and so it was kind of like i thought it was like making fun of it but now i can't find that word anywhere so i either someone had the lyrics written down wrong or something um 
because now I'm kind of like, oh, this is more like honest. I think like, it's I, in ingenious. It says the piddle that that's what it was. Yes, the dark. Yes, the piddle that'll whistle through the dark. And so then when I read that, I was like, oh, maybe he's actually making fun of those people who are trying to do that stuff or tongue in cheek. But I don't see that in the lyrics anywhere. No, it's no. I think that's what I've noticed as we've been going through this. That I've been looking at genius, and you've been looking at the thing, the packet. Yeah, some of it's not quite lining up. So I think that may be a genius error. Okay, well that that actually makes me feel a lot better about this. I'm also not seeing it in the booklet. (laughs) Yeah, and so I I really like that idea of like because like I said, I feel like you think I dreamed of where I am with ten sick days with ten sick days a year with Tuesday nights and Thursdays off. It sure ain't my idea of a career. And I was at my alma mater recently. Again, a little bit of American commentary. Yep, that's true. Yep. Well, we talked about that this week too. Um, I was at my alma mater doing some interviews recently. Jeanette and I were for like a recruiting series they're doing, and I ran into one of our teachers there, our our former professors, and we. We're just talking about art and the stuff that we do because it's a film school so you know we're talking about what we're doing and i was just kind of like yeah you know i do the podcast now and i do some music stuff on the side and like it sucks because like i really wish it was like going to be the main thing that i did but like also we've got great jobs and we like what we do and so it's yeah. and he's like well he goes that's the thing that people don't understand like art doesn't have to be the main thing you do it, it doesn't you don't have to make a life of it it can be a hobby it can be a side project um, and that's okay. And that made me really like, I've thought about that a lot since he said that. So shout out to, to Phil, if you're listening, which I know you're not. Um, but like that, that's what this feels like to me is yeah. like, you know, do you think this is where I dreamed of being like, you know, but no, but me, I'm just fine with a 1099 and a tan in January when it snows. Oh, um, oh yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah. I think this no. really spoke to me a lot. I, I, I agree with like, it doesn't, I, something about it does not come together like the other ones do. But I think when I really read the lyrics, I was like, jd are you reading these like listen up here man so um yeah no i like we, i like that should we then should we keep going then to to wrap it up yeah let's go on to the last one uh looking for the light I don't know how many ways I can say this song is just absolute genius. Yes. Yes. I, yes. Incredible. Yep. I, I mean, I feel like it's going to be easy for us to guess each other's favorite song, but like, I, again, I don't think there are many better songs that he's written. I think this is, if not the best song he's ever written, one of the top two or three. Easy. It is absolutely amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Musically, lyrically, um, it just works so everything works so well. I love the first part where he's in the lower register, mm-hmm. and then when that second verse kicks in, and then he's like, that, that, like he just brings it up a notch, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the horns that start this off set mm-hmm. the tone of the song super well. Yes. Yep. I think on a whole, it's such a positive note and an amazing yes. place to end yes. the whole project of this yes. two, this double yeah, album. Both exactly. It fits the heal thyself perfectly. Yeah, like just keep yep. going. Like it's a perfect culmination of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I, it. I'm fine with the promise of love. I made up my mind for the promise of love. Yeah, like again, it's just I I completely agree. It's a positive note. It's a great ending. It's a great culmination of everything. It's one of those songs that I feel like it's almost there's only there's not much you can say about it because it's so perfect. Yeah, like it's such another level that how do you what do you got to say about it like it's just that it's so good 
Um, well, so a few times I've thought this was romantic, but I think more so it's just about yourself. But I, yeah. so what would you, I think, I think all encompassing, I, you know, what I'm looking at is um, you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, but take a step near because you don't have to impress me. You're afraid it's forever that this pain will never end. But once we're together, you won't feel that way again. So that part definitely feels a little romantic, but I also feel like it can be very applicable outside of everything else. Cause like, you don't have to impress me. I think it could be him speaking to a partner or to the, to someone in general saying like, more so not not that you don't have to impress me but you've only got to impress yourself right you are the one that you have to be okay with yeah you know? I, I mean i agree i think overarchingly it's it's more just about being okay with yourself and like yeah continuing on the journey towards being a better person being, being better whatever yeah, Men, yeah but yeah so, sometimes in that like oh sometimes it gets lonely and then the um mm-hmm. Oh, I just had, I, with the promise of love, like all that type of stuff, that's where I'm yeah. like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, this could be like partially about a relationship. I, and I, think, I think, I think it could be about a relationship yeah. and that's, that would be okay for sure. Obviously. Yeah. I think, um, you know, uh, uh, Wilco and Jeff T- Tweedy, he sings a lot about love on his most recent albums. Love is everywhere. His new album is called love is the King or love is King. So mm. he talks about love as a concept a lot and not just in relationships, but like in society and stuff. So that's how I've taken that line. The promise of love and stuff is the promise of love in a relationship, but also the promise of love in the world. Uh, okay. So, but I do think that one line, you know, when we're together, that line really makes it feel directly about a relationship. Um, yeah. But again, I think, I think you can add that to something. I, I don't know. I think it's, it's a beautiful song um, and it fits no matter what. I, I, I mean, it's just shocking how good this song is. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think here, I think you're dead on with like, it's almost so good that it's hard to dive into because it's yeah. ev- yes. every element feels mm-hmm. perfect. So on that note, then let's kind of, let's wrap it up the album part um yeah thoughts i mean again i feel exactly like i feel about part one we're going through it song by song again i just absolutely love it i just yeah. i go through it and i'm just like this is so good the flow is good it's eccentric but it fits together the theme is good the heel i just yeah it's another knockout i think like mm-hmm. i said earlier i think maybe every you know i think part one to me is almost all nines with like one seven yep and then this album is like all eights with one nine or maybe two nines you know like they just kind of fit in these like three levels here yeah where um but i think it's i just think it's brilliant i i think he has had such a solid career with these albums um and it's a shame that at least in the circles we run in or outside of the circles we run in it doesn't get the attention it deserves absolutely yeah i think it does not get the the attention it deserves that is yeah just straight up (laughs) yeah right right so what are your thoughts then overall fantastic i yeah yeah again just like i'm so glad we've done these episodes because yes i i had listened to both of these albums maybe once and picked out a couple Mm -hmm. songs and now Mm -hmm. i just love everything about yes i agree i agree and i think like we said after the last one i'm definitely going to be taking a break from listening to these for a while because we've done it so much yeah but like i know that i will return to these as regular rotations and just my like my lineup of life of music you know yeah um, yeah. So let's go to favorites and least favorites. I feel like we can both guess each other's favorite. Pretty, do you feel pretty confident in that? I think we might be both the same top one and two in looking for the light number one. Yes. And feel good summer number two. 
I for me, I'd actually say shooting star number two. Okay. And then feel good. Uh, I'd say either feel good or um, here's what it takes. Or sorry, not here's what okay. it takes. Um, uh, what I got from you as number three. Gotcha. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, I, the the way that we let into feel good, and you were like, oh, see, now I'm question number yes, one. Yes, right. That, yeah. That's where that comment came from. No, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, and shooting star for me, I texted you this week that there was maybe a dark horse coming in for my favorite. And that was shooting that. star okay. was the favorite. But then I listened to. I listened to looking for the light again. I'm just like, you can't, it's just not, it's beatable. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, perfect. I, so I'm going to guess that your least favorite is whistling through the dark, just based off of what we had talked about, but I have a backup choice in case I'm wrong on that. So uh, I went with a failure. That's what, it, that was my backup choice. Yep. Yep. I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the L on that though. And I, I don't know. I'm going to guess done for you. No, mine's also a failure, actually. Ah. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think done. Yeah, I think done, a, done and a failure. The first time we've lined up. I think you're right, two. actually. It is the first time that we're two for two on both of them, with you know, in line with each other. Um, I think done is just better. I think it does a little bit more for me than a failure is. And again, I like a failure. I think it's a great song. Agreed. It's just yeah. out of all eleven or twelve, it's my least favorite. Something's gotta come in. Something's last. gotta come in before. last. That's that is the motto of the bare naked, <laughs> bare naked ladies are us. Something's gotta come in last. <laughs> All right, so should we do top fives then? Maybe quick? that'll be the whole description for our, our next show. Go play RS. Go play RS. Something's got to come gotta last. Come last. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do let's do our top fives then. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's what I was Okay, cool. Say. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? How do you want to do it? I can go first. I okay. Um, so number five, I've got mm-hmm. a new shore. Yep. Yeah brilliant start to a solo career just like coming yep. out great statement yep um and i'm i'm interested now now that we've done all five like all three of these episodes mm-hmm. i never would have guessed beforehand that a new show would be fifth fifth i right. thought that would right. be like number one with Absolute. the bullet before Absolutely. all of this yep. but i again that's why i'm glad we've done all this um mm-hmm. number four again page one clifton springs yep um Dark Horse for that album for me. Did not see that coming to pass a new shore, but it's just fantastic song. Mm-hmm. And I'd also say that like coming into this again, page one, all I was familiar with, I think I would have easily said that would be my favorite of the three. And I'm not yeah. sure that's true anymore. And sure. Those are the two songs sure. that I love from that album. And they're last five in my four. top five. Yeah. Right. Um, number three, no song to save me. Yep. Fantastic ender. Yep. And yeah. Also, just good song in its own right. Just a just yeah. a banger, for sure. Um, number two, there's a melody too. Yep, same those that one too. I, I, it's yeah, it's brilliant. Like mm-hmm. they're they just go so well together. That's yeah. a perfect way to end that album. Mm-hmm. And then number one from here, looking for the light. Yeah. Looking for the light. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's a great. I a lot of the ones that I had, even in my top five or in contention for top five were mm. a lot of the ones that you said. Um, I think the only one that wasn't was melody part two. And I love melody part two, but I feel like that's really, you've really gravitated towards that more than I had um, yeah. for whatever reason. Um, but I agree. I, those are, that's a really solid list. And I feel the same way about page one. I could have told you easily top three or four were from there. Yeah. And now, well, I'll tell you now. Yeah. Even um, since, even since our last episode, I think that uh-huh. I might now say that, uh instinct is my favorite album yeah i Past for me it goes one. instinct discipline and then uh, uh page one and that and for me yeah um because i agree i would have said but i would have said the opposite I, w- I probably would have said page one part two and then instinct and now yeah. it's flipped um 
So top five for me, number five, I've got Shooting Star. Um, okay, I nice. Really, I think musically it's so good. It feels almost sort of Beach Boysy in parts, um, but yeah. really acoustic. I just I I love the vocals a lot. Um, number f- four, I put Manchild, which blows oh. me away because I did like when it first came out with a different sort of solitude. Like you know, yeah. weird to think nine years ago. Um, I didn't care for that song at all. I just really, I just didn't, I thought it was kind of boring, kind of slow or whatever. And it's been what, and, a shooting star for you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has been a shooting star. I, I love it. I love the choruses, the lyrics. Um, so not only did I dislike it, it is now in my top five songs from his solo career. I absolutely love Manchild. I would um, not have guessed that. That's awesome. No, me either. That's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, number three, I put Mama. I just, I cannot get enough, like, lyrically, it's amazing, but it's just such a jam that I couldn't, I couldn't leave, you know, couldn't oh, not. It's, it's a bop. Yep. It's a bop for sure. <laughs> um, number two, I, I, I put Looking for the Light as number two. Wow. I think it is objectively the best song out of the, out of the 30, 35 songs or 40 songs. But I would say for me, number one, do you have a guess or... No, I'm trying to remember what you said is your favorite song last week from Heal Yourself that, Part One. Yes, that's got to be. The, it's got to be whatever. It wasn't no song to save me, was it? No, no, it was. Oh shoot! I could just tab over right now and look. Right, but <laughs> but, but that's not that's not that's not the point. But I can't quite remember it. So what do you got? It's um surprise surprise. Oh yeah, I think yep. I think that song just means a lot to me now and speaks a lot to me, and and I do think that. If you're being objective, which is you can't with music really that much, looking for light is better. But I think I love um, uh, surprise, surprise more. But like you said, the two songs that I took off, like six and seven, were Clifton Springs and a new shore. Yeah, yeah. Like it was hard to take those off, but like I just I'm when I'm looking at the list and tomorrow I could probably say I like a new shore more than Shooting Star and swap those maybe. But right now, you know, when I was looking at the list at the last second, those are the rankings, and so. Yeah, part one is number one for me. Part two is number two, and then part three, or then yeah. page one is is. No, I agree. I think if we kept, if we had one more episode, yeah, I feel like the way things are going, Clifton Springs and the New Shore might have fallen off because I've just sure. been like gaining more and more. Well, and this just again, the, the last two albums. And, yeah. Well, that makes yeah. me say again, where does he go from here? What is he gonna do next? Like, I'm really excited to see what the next song or album feels like. But um, yeah, same here. So let's let's chat a bit. So. Next episode we're gonna do is is Kevin Hearn a bonanza. Yep. With Kevin Hearn solo bonanza. So talk about briefly, um, because I gotta get going, but briefly, how you pick the song, like what what we're gonna cover. Uh so I'll go I'll dive into it next week when we sure or in two weeks when we do the episode. Sure. I've taken his seven solo albums, eight solo Mm -hmm. albums that are like just him. I, we didn't yeah. do the cousins because sure. Yeah. It's just not it's familiar just and whatever, but I uh, am taking two songs from each of those. Got it. Got and it. That's, and that's what we'll do. We'll do a little bit of everything. Sweet. Um, okay, cool. I, I'm looking forward to that. Cause you've spent a lot of time putting the list together and now I got to listen to it. Um, <laughs> so thank you for the work you did. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's wrap up with our something fantastic quick and then we will, we'll bop on out of here. Yeah, you want to um, go ahead? Yeah, sure. So I've got an interesting one this week. Um, so one of the things that we did with the boys last weekend was we went to the dollar store and bought two balloons. Uh, and then you tie them to their foot and they just stare at the balloon bouncing as they move yeah. their legs. It's so much fun. I but I had to go to the dollar store to get them. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and um, 
when we got to the dollar store, Nash had uh, had a uh, poopy diaper. It's such a weird, I hate saying that because it's such a dad thing. Oh, he had a poopy diaper. Um, and so we had to change him in the back of the car. So okay. Jeanette, Jeanette was like, buy something else when you're in there so that we get a bag so I can put the diaper in a bag. I was like, all right, because balloons don't come in a bag. Okay. So I walk in and I see in front of me a wall of movies, all for a dollar. Okay. I was going to say, I have so, no idea where this is going. <laughs> so my, my something fantastic as a whole is dollar store movies. But the one that we picked up, so we're big fans of This Is Us. We love This Is Us, like I was mentioning earlier. And yeah, the, the main stuff. character, one of the dads is Milo Ventimiglia. He plays Jack in the show, the, the father figure. Brilliant. But I saw this um, cover there for a film called Mad Town with Milo Ventimiglia. And then the tagline is the past can be a dangerous place to go, but it's also in French passé troubel. And so it's a, it's a a Canadian movie that he did like five or six years ago before it really got big. And it just like, I picked it up because of Milo, but also it just looks so B movie. Like the photo with him, the gun to his head with a microphone, the, you know, the running, like it just feels like, a troubled young man, Briggs, must confront his estranged sister and deal with the past while fighting to protect the future and the life he has rebuilt for himself. So it feels like it's just a great B movie. Um, so, but it was a dollar. It was a dollar, and we got this movie that we're going to watch soon. And so, um, so my 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 something fantastic is dollar store movies because it, it could be a fun date night where you just go to the dollar store, you each pick a movie for a dollar. And then you just laugh at them, you know? So yeah, that's no, my that something fantastic. Fun. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go the album After the Disco by The Broken Bells. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that album. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, I put my like my whole iPod on shuffle this week. Uh-huh. And something from that album came up. And I then went back and did a deep dive because man that's just such such good stuff it was yes i totally agree for me when it came out uh holding on for life i think was the single that it, yep that was the first one but then yeah. ended up like the changing lights are great mm-hmm. leave it alone is just so leave it alone good. is one of the best ones on it for sure um, um i think perfect world the opening track is also really good dum, 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 dum. um so good so yeah good. Uh, um controls really good yeah yeah. That's a great album. It's Broken Bells is, is really good. I yeah. wish they did more. It was so weird. In like 2018, I don't know if you remember this, they released a song, like yep. a song, and they're like, oh, sweet, new single. 12 Nothing months later, they, no, they did one more. They did oh, one they did more work. song, like okay. literally 12 months oh, later. Yeah. yeah. But like, there were all these articles, like, oh, they're working there. You know, I talked to Danger Mouse, and he was, they were finishing up the third Broken Bells album. I don't know what happened to it. It's been two yeah. songs in like three years. But um, yeah, I'm a big fan. That's a, that's a great, that's a great album. Yeah, it's it one of my favorites and mm-hmm. it's all it's always really fun to just like find it again after nothing. Yes. And yes. You're just like you're not choosing it, but it just comes on. You're like, oh shit, I gotta go revisit that. Yeah. And you're like, yep. man, this does so, so good. good. And yep. yeah, yep. that happened to me. That's this why week I and, yeah, it's great. I've done that a lot recently when or the past year, I'd say when we were driving and stuff, I will put my phone on shuffle and do that. And that's what happens a lot is you rediscover things that you hadn't listened to in a while and you're like, oh, this is amazing. So yeah, that's a good album. That's a really good album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one more one more BNL themed album, unless of course more BNL comes out in the meantime. And even after we move on to Coldplay, we're still gonna we will come be back coming back. Yeah. We're, we're we're not leaving the boys. We're not leaving the ladies. No, no, you know, no, no. we're here forever for them. So, um, so find us online. Yeah, uh, if you've got anything you want to tell us, we're at bare naked ladies are us at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yeah, 
and then social media, Twitter and stuff. Um, blah blah blue. Um, tomorrow in our time where we are hanging out with the, um, bare naked ABC's boys again, Ooh. um, record another episode. So that'll be fun. We're going to talk about her life in a nutshell or life in a nutshell. <laughs> Sorry, not her life in a nutshell, um, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. And, yeah. um, so, so check that out, uh, check them out, uh, check them out always. Like we, like we've said before, but, yeah. um, that will be fun too. But yeah, thank you again, as always. I hope, I hope, you know, we talked about this before we went into the solo stuff and the, the, the post BNL stuff. I just hope if we did one thing, we have encouraged other people to listen to this music yeah. because I truly believe the best stuff Steve has done as a whole has been his solo career. I still think Maroon is the best BNL album. I think Stunt is a close contender in second, but I, I think Steve's creative peak has been these three these three albums. It was and such a strong so take brilliant. that I have had. I was like, no way. Uh-huh. But the more we listen to, the more I understand where you're coming from. And yeah. I, I don't know if I'm fully there, but sure, that's fair. Yeah. I'm definitely a lot but, closer but than the, I was when you first least, said it. <laughs> at the very least, it is so worth listening to. Oh, it's like yeah. you can't sleep on it. You cannot no. sleep on these albums. So give them some spin. So yeah. cool. Thank you for your time, for listening. Thank you um, very much. Thank you, Nick, for, for talking politics oh. <laughs> and for that stuff. No. Um, I'll see you guys. We will we'll see you guys, I guess, just next time. Whenever we do it again. <laughs> <laughs>